0: Eagles Entertainment.
1: Anything that moves, I don't him! Get here. Give me everything you got. Play fast, play hard. Let's beat these boys tonight in their house. It. It's
2: party time. It's party time. Let's right, go. Touchdown! You're listening to the Eagle Eye in the Sky podcast. Now here's your host, Bran Duffy
3: that's right other day and the Eagles got an overtime win as the Eagle Eye in the Sky podcast continues I'm Fran Duffy and as always I think we've got a great show for you here on episode number 497 at the top of today's show we've got the post game show where I chat with Marissa Pilla and Ike Reese as the Eagles move to 10 and 1 after an unbelievable come from behind win over the visiting Buffalo Bills Jalen Hurts has MVP moments in this game Jake Elliott goes 59 yards in the rain to tie it Jalen Carter with a field goal block Jordan Davis shining. Devontae Smith, DeAndre Swift, so many moments, so many players to talk about in this game. This entire show is going to lead us all the way up to Nick Sirianni's post-game press conference. So, if you want to catch that, if you want to catch Jalen Hurts after the game, all of our analysis in between after those press conferences, then you want to go watch the post-game show in its entirety over on the Eagles' YouTube page. Even if uh, you don't watch the whole show, if you want to just keep it on the background, throw us your support. Appreciate everybody that can listen to both the podcast and watch the video back over on the Eagles' YouTube page. Now, before we get going here, as always, housekeeping, rate, review, subscribe, head on over to Apple Podcasts. You know the deal at this point. Go go and throw us your support however you can. If you leave us a question, we will answer it here this week on the program. Also, we'll be back on Tuesday morning. Greg Cosell and I, we're going to go through the tape all day on Monday. It's going to take me about four and a half hours to go through the defensive film. Buffalo running about 98 plays on offense uh, here at this game. So Greg and I, I'm sure Greg will have something to say uh, about how long it took him to go through the defense uh, tomorrow but it will be a lot of fun breaking down this film. Greg and I will be doing it. and uh, We'll be breaking down uh, this on the podcast feed uh, on Monday night. It'll be in your feeds on Tuesday morning. Make sure you are subscribed. That said, let's get rolling. Marissa's going to lead us in. It's time for the postgame show.
0: Hey everyone! Welcome to Eagles post game presented by Rico. I'm Marissa Pillo with Fran Duffy and Ike Reese. And Week 12 is now in the books. The Eagles are 10 one after their 37 to 34 overtime win. And with their 10th win comes a 10th victory scream.
1: Who? I hope I got it. Victory!
0: Was a record that Woo! went that screamed into overtime. Good. That was, that
3: was <laughs> <good>. almost <laughs> as good as a 59 yard field goal in the rain. Almost, yes. almost excellent
1: performance. My goodness, where where do we begin with this one, Franny? Marissa? We gotta
0: be we gotta begin at the end in overtime yes. because yes. that overtime possession there was huge for the Eagles. Their defense, once again, shows up huge, being able to keep the the Bills out of the end zone. Incomplete pass on third and seven for the Bills. Looked like a big miscommunication because he was open in the end zone. Yeah. Uh, so the defense were able to do their job and the Eagles marched down the field. And is there anything better than a Jalen Hurts game-winning touchdown in overtime in the rain? It's perfect. It's, it's,
1: uh it, it really is incredible. You know, QB1 doing what he does. Cool, calm, and collected. Um, never seemed to panic in this game. The second half, they were down. Things weren't looking well. And then all of a sudden, he starts to get going offensively. He's making big throws. His receivers are making big catches. And then more importantly, I thought he did a great job of using his legs today, obviously on the last touchdown there. But there were some plays where he picked up key, yard, key yardage, whether it was on third down, whether it was on a first down, to give him a second and short. I thought Jalen Hurts' legs and him with the running game, along with Swift and the things they did, was a huge part in this comeback. We saw two quarterbacks and how dynamic they can be when throwing the football or using their legs, when you look at Josh Allen and Jer- Jalen Hurts today. But whoever had the ball last was probably going to win this game, and that's really what it came down to. Buffalo went ahead at the end of the game. They thought they were going to be able to get out of here with a victory. Jalen leads them down. Uh, Jake Elliott, huge 59-yard field goal there. And even in overtime, Marissa, you brought it up, There, you know, it looked like Gabe Davis had a step on Slay there in the end zone, and there's miscommunication between the quarterback and the receivers, whereas Josh Allen thought he was going to be. And then you see that final drive with the Eagles, big play after big play from our quarterback, and then finally getting into the end zone with that run. I just, you know, my Michigan State education won't allow me to dig deeper into my vocabulary (laughs) to describe this team with certain adjectives. And at 10-1, and you know, we keep saying they haven't played their best football. Well, I disagree with people because beauty is in the eye of the beholder. What they have done is formed their identity and who they are. And they are never-say-die team. They don't quit. Things aren't going well. They keep fighting. And that's what today was about. This was a game Buffalo could have very easily walked out of here with. But the Eagles said, not on our watch. We're coming back in this game. What an awesome win. I
3: think it's one of those games where, leading up to this, right, everyone everyone on the outside, oh, it's a short week, yep. on the road, emotional win against a team you just lost to in February. You've got two big games coming up against San Francisco and against Dallas. This is a classic letdown spot against a team in Buffalo that is desperate. They are in playoff mode already in that locker room with the Buffalo Bills. Sean McDermott, Josh Allen, they are playing for their postseason lives. You come out in the first half, you throw for 33 yards, you have an interception, you're 0 for 4 on third down. Everything is pointed towards this being a loss for this team. But – What have we seen every single week? This is a team that does not back down. This is a team that does not flinch. When things get ugly, that's when things turn around for this team. So you take all of that pre-game analysis, all the stuff we heard all week, take it and get rid of it because this team (laughs) finds a way every single week to turn that on its head and come out with a W.
0: Yeah. friend i love the animation right there Thank you. That, what a great throw <laughs> uh, but th- to your point about the second quarter especially they were in quite a slump the eagles it was interception punt punt fumble they had the ball for a total of 4 minutes and 32 seconds for the entire second quarter they were held scoreless yeah. and we talk about making adjustments in the at halftime third quarter didn't start out as strong but then jalen hurts led the team to three straight touchdown yeah. dr- drives what was the biggest offensive adjustment i just
1: think that the quarterback just snapped out of it. You know, we, we, we often think about the offense and sometimes it's clicking and sometimes it's not. Well, this isn't necessarily a criticism. It just goes to show how important and impactful the quarterback position is. And once he started playing better, once he started making quick decisions, deciding to use his legs at times, extending drives, picking up first downs, I think that started to get the confidence going of everyone else. Because when things aren't going well and the weather the way that it is, it's very easily to get down on yourselves and say, you know what, today is just not our day, whatever. But the quarterback just wouldn't allow that to happen. He picked himself up off the ground, and next thing you know, the positive play started to snowball. Three straight scoring drives, particularly, I mean, primarily led – by Jalen Hurts, key throws, and key runs.
3: And everybody feeds off each other, right? Because you saw all three phases make big plays in this comeback. Jalen Carter blocks a field goal, right? You had a couple missed field goals for this team for Buffalo, one of them a block by Jalen Carter. Defensively, a critical interception from James Bradbury in the second half. Like you said it this week on Eagles game plan, Josh Allen is going to give you that opportunity. You have to come up with those plays. When your number is called, you have to be able to answer. Bradbury does it. He comes away with the interception. The Eagles are able to put points on the board coming off of that and everybody again it feeds off of one another because then Jalen Hurts is able to reciprocate that with points and then getting defensively coming up with that big stop in overtime Jalen Hurts gets the ball back I don't know, was there, was there ever a doubt? Like, they crossed midfield, and we're looking, I'm like, this is a terrible loss for Buffalo. And you guys are like, Fran, like, h- calm down. And I'm like, no, like, Eagles got this in the bag. They, they, they've got this. Uh, and Jalen Hurts just putting the exclamation point on it. Just an unbelievable performance, an unbelievable win.
0: Yeah, second straight uh, game that they've had to come from behind for a victory. Second overtime win this season. And it was done in not the best of conditions. It is pouring rain. We can actually hear it in the studio. And someone who is weathering, quite literally, the storm over there at Lincoln Financial Field is Dave Spadero, our Eagles Insider. Dave, we're happy to have you with us. We'll make this quick so you can get out of the rain.
2: take your time. It feels great.
0: (laughs) That is such a lie. I know that's a lie. That is a full-face lie, Dave. We were just talking about the the momentum shift we saw in the second half, going into halftime, seeing the Eagles make some adjustments. What was the momentum shift you felt watching the second half? Uh,
2: I think it was the BG sack, um, and I think the Alameda touchdown catch and the way the Eagles just kept chipping away, chipping away. I think at one point, at like 11 minutes left in the third, third or fourth quarter, whatever it was, I said, I turned to in the press box, I'm like, how are the Eagles in this football game? And you know, as you guys all talked about, there was really no explanation for it. Two turnovers in the first half, just to, we don't need to go through the first half again. But um, I felt it at that time. The Eagles' offense really got in gear. It's cr- really crazy, the tale of two halves these last two games, the adjustments that are made. And I think we need to really emphasize how important – coaching is and making adjustments. And the Eagles defense on the field there at the end without, you know, uh, Milton Williams, without Fletcher Cox, without Zach Cunningham, the offense without Dallas Goddard, without Lane Johnson, for this football team to win a game like this, it speaks volumes about the mental capacity. But I did think that BG with the big sack really kind of turned things around. And I thought Josh Allen got a little bit jittery After that, and then of course the the Bradbury interception. The Eagles' defense just kind of had that little bit of an edge, and that's all you need to win a game like this.
0: Exactly. And the Eagles were put in a lot of third down situations with the Bills, and the Bills converted on a lot of them too. They're one of the best teams on third down conversions. But late in game, they were able to keep them out of the end zone defensively. Who stood out to you the most?
2: Um, I would. You know, it's really interesting. You asked. I I thought Jalen Carter was outstanding. I thought interior. Defense from Jordan Davis was also very good to kind of shut off that that middle run. I thought that the Eagles in the secondary, I thought Slay played a nice game. They, the, the idea coming in here was don't give up the X play. Don't give up the big play. Don't let Buffalo go over the top to Stephon Diggs, and I thought the Eagles did that. Uh, they gave up a lot in the zone coverage. They gave up a lot down the field. Third and long was a particularly plentiful down for the Buffalo Bills. Um, and, you know, look, I mean, the, the Eagles gave up points, and they gave up yards, and they gave up over 500 yards. So there are a lot of things to correct, but – it's just the way it really, it's so hard to point to one person on offense or defense other than Jalen because it's such a team concept that wins football games here. It's so hard to explain. I've never seen anything like it. Uh, we are waiting to see the Eagles play a great 60 minutes. They are certainly capable of doing that. But right now, it is all about the team. You know, you talk about, as, as Fran did, Jalen Carter blocks the field goal. The Eagle, he, uh, Then there's another missed field goal. Uh, so special teams wins on the day. Um, But I think offensively, you know, defensively, I'll just answer your question because I'm so excited I can barely speak. Defensively, it's just hard to point to one player because it was such a team-oriented with players shifting in and out.
0: This was such an interesting game, too, because the Bills' offense looks a little different second week now with Joe Brady as offensive coordinator, and Josh Allen looked like vintage Josh Allen for most of the game, you know, looking really comfortable and everything like that. But they were able to make him, as you said, a little uncomfortable towards the end of the game. How much of a factor was that to get him off of his stride, especially as overtime was ticking away?
2: Yeah, I mean, look, it came down to one stop. And, And really, we can talk about all the other things, but the Eagles forced Buffalo after they won the toss, after the Bills won the toss, to kick a field goal, and the Eagles scored a touchdown. And really, sometimes that's just all it is. Uh, the, the turnaround, I can't explain. Josh Allen was outstanding, and Philadelphia was able to hold them. Look, there, there was a receiver open in that last possession, and it was a poorly thrown ball or a poorly run route. I don't know which. Um, and the Eagles got a little break there, just as they did in Kansas City. Um, to me, what was more impressive was the way the offense turned it around and was almost unstoppable. At times, and certainly was unstoppable on that final drive. And even at the end of regulation, you just knew the Eagles were going to put themselves in position for <clears throat> a Jake Elliott routine 59-yard field goal. Amazing.
0: I know. We, we said it just adds to the legend of Jake Elliott at this point. Dave, I'll let you go inside, warm up, dry off, whatever you got to do. Uh, but thanks so much for your time.
2: All right. Thank you. What a great win for the Eagles. Un- 10-1 and is so huge in the race for the number one, Spot in the playoffs in the NFC. If the if the playoffs come through Lincoln Financial Field, as loud as it was today, classic Kelly Green Day, it's going to be very hard for anybody to win here once again.
0: That's definitely uh, a thousand percent true. Ten and one. It sounds pretty good. Eagles sitting at ten and one right now. And we've said this time and time again, some of these wins haven't been pretty. They haven't been easy. All that, but. As you said, this might just be the identity of this team. We're not going to be a pretty team. We're not winning any beauty contests in the way in which we win games, but we're winning games, heading into what I think is going to be the most highlighted game of their season as they host the 49ers next weekend, a game that is going to be a rematch of last year's NFC Championship that a lot of people around the league might say wasn't a great showing because Brock Purdy got hurt. So I think this was just a huge statement win to kind of keep things rolling now four games unbeaten.
1: Yeah, I got news for you. I'd be shocked if you saw a pretty game over the next two weeks. (laughs) I mean, you're talking about two very good opponents that the Eagles will have to take on, just like today's opponent was. Now, don't get fooled by the record. The talent is there on Buffalo's team. It's there. And so they came in, gamed and desperate, trying to keep their playoff hopes alive. So they gave everything that they could to the Eagles. It just was not good enough. And when you play the Eagles, you almost have to be perfect. That's how good of a team the Eagles are. They rarely beat themselves. We had the one hiccup this year against the New York Jets where the Eagles played really a subpar game for their standards. Other than that, other teams are really put under the under uh, magnifying glass And having to be perfect each week. Like Josh Allen, I don't know if he could have played much better than what he did today. But the fact that he and Gabe Davis weren't on the same page in the overtime drive, they don't get a win. They have to kick a field goal instead. The Eagles get the ball back, and then they go down and win. So when the Eagles get off to a slow start, you had better take advantage of them and keep them down because they're not going to throw the towel in. They're going to force you to keep playing well every possession, Every series, and that's what I love about this team. That's why I'm saying to myself, it, it, it came to me a couple weeks ago, and maybe it was after the Cowboys game that we played at home, and we were still sort of trying to figure out, well, when's this team going to play a great game, or when they're going to play something close to perfection? And I it, I just thought about it, and I'm like, maybe this is who we are this year, right? It doesn't mean we aren't the best team in football, because nobody else is doing what the Philadelphia yep. Eagles are doing. And that's the bottom line. No other team in this league is playing at their level. And this just may be one of those teams that's going to fight you all the way through. I got In the last three games of the season, I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but tell me, they can go out and play perfect against those teams. How much does it matter? Yeah.
0: And isn't it more Giants so about and the how you define greatness?
1: I, I, that's what I'm saying. So when you play a team like Buffalo, Kansas City, and their house, San Francisco next week, you can't expect a pretty game or a flawless game. You can hope for it, but to expect it? No, these teams are just too good. And the thing that I love is that the Eagles, even when they aren't playing their best, they find a way to dig themselves out of it.
3: And that's the thing is that all week, I feel like I've heard from multiple outlets, it's like, oh, well, there's no juggernaut in the NFL this year. The Eagles, are. where do they rank in terms of, are, are they the worst 9-1 team in NFL history? Am I taking crazy pills? Like, yeah. if, if you go well, back... They are. They're yeah. taking crazy pills. If you go pills. back two yeah. months ago, all of those same people would say, oh, that stretch the middle of the season for the Eagles, like, if they go 500 against the Cowboys and the Chiefs and the Bills, the Dolphins, like, if they go 500 during that stretch, oh, uh, they're, they're kind of lucky. That would be a win. All they've done in this gauntlet is win, win, win. <laughs> like, the, whether the storm... Like, they are the storm. The Eagles are the best team in the NFL right now, and they show it week after week by finding different ways to come out with a win.
1: And, oh, by the way, they had the toughest schedule coming into the and up to the league this year. And teams that have lost in the Super Bowl the year prior don't usually fare well that following year. It's very rare outside of the Patriots, who we know during their run, they usually came back. But to, the Eagles, to, to be off to a 10-1 start – when they were predicted to have the toughest schedule in the league, they're going through this tough stretch. You know, we like to leave Miami out of the tough stretch. Right. I don't. I, no. they, they're part of the tough stretch as well. They've answered every every call they had to, no matter who the opponent has been.
0: And they faced multiple top ten opponents. Yep. Yes. Multiple t- like I think they faced nine top 20 receivers in the league. They faced top defenses in the league. They've had different uh Things that challenge them each and every week. And they've been able to rise to that challenge in different ways. So they're showing how multifaceted they are. Not blowing out the score. Of course, this was an overtime win. But the Bills are good. A lot of people wanted to write off the Bills as worse than what their records showed. Uh, But the Bills are a tough team. They're always someone to be reckoned with. But they weren't any match for Jake Elliott, who hit just a completely insane field goal. Uh, And he spoke to the media just moments ago. Let's take a listen.
4: Is, you know Jaylen strings off five straight they're kind of getting in your range um, up to that moment. yeah I mean I'm like I'm a broken record but <clears throat> during those situations I'm I'm always in the net just kind of kind of prepping trying to feel it out the out the footing especially in a game like that how how light or how heavy I can be on my plant foot and uh, just trying to just trying to hit the best ball I can and <clears> that was a bit beyond what our range was that we talked about but we'll uh, we'll take it. Jake was what kind of like on top of the post kind of flapping in your direction. Yeah, it was kind of swirling all night. <clears throat> I would say at the beginning of the game, that was definitely the, the tough run to kick on. But as the game kind of progressed, it, it became more of, a, more of a crosswind. So I, I appreciated that. Now,
1: did you try not to get under
4: it too much? You know, yeah, I, mean, line... I definitely needed to drive it in order to get it there. So uh took a little air out of it.
5: I look. It looked like a line drive. So I'm actually <clears> worried <throat>
4: about somebody getting their hands up yeah I mean rule number one for me is I, I got to get it there in order to give it a chance so um, I know those guys do a great job we got we got one of the best units up front there so I know they're not going to get a lot of push um, <clears throat> so they they did a great job as always and made a big made a big play as a team. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't have an answer for you there. I, I think those are kinda of situations I've always thrived in. Um kinda of going back to high school through college. I feel like I've been put, put in those situations quite a bit. And um <clears throat> yeah, for whatever reason I, I I really like those situations. So uh I feel an extra extra boost of confidence and, and like I said, we got one of the best units up front. So they do a great job. Rick Rick threw a great ball in, in awful weather and Braden Braden did a great job too. So okay. Sorry.
2: Uh, right, you, you had previously ranked your <coughs> best kicks: one Super Bowl, two 61 against the Giants, three 54 yarder this year in overtime Washington, 48 yarder versus Oakland in the snow or cold, <coughs> 61 yarder versus Minnesota this year. Yeah. Where's this one,
4: right? I don't. I don't know. I think that was probably given the conditions and everything. That was probably the toughest one I've had to hit. Um, but I, I don't know. I don't think I can rank it quite yet. <coughs> There's always that school of thought where the other team calls the timeout, a nice hit or whatever. Yeah. I mean, what's your feeling on that? Does that help you? Or? I I stick to the same process regardless of what they do. So I, my my last thought on third down is I hit ball into the net. I'm running onto the field. It feels very rhythmic. Um, so I don't, I don't know if you, guys, if you guys notice, but when they call a timeout, I go back to the net, hit a ball, run out of the field. feels the same for me. So don't mind it. Okay.
3: Right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. I mean, 59 <laughs> yards in the rain. Jake said it there in the press conference that, that in terms of, like, degree of difficulty, uh, the, obviously the 63-yarder against the Giants in t- 2017, the, the field goal against the, the Patriots in the Super Bowl, huge moments, huge kicks, but, I mean, this has got to be up there.
1: The legend, Jake Elliott, man. Ice water in his veins. <laughs> Arguably the best athlete on the team. Can yeah. certainly <laughs> play multiple sports. And I love the fact that he's stuck with his process that he goes through as far as kicking. So, calling the timeout to icing does not work.
0: No. Yeah. Because he's just
1: going through his own process of what he does prior to kicking the ball.
0: Well, that will certainly go down in Eagles lore. But going down in Eagles history today is Brandon Graham, who made his 189th career game for the Eagles, setting a new franchise record. Here's what he had to say.
5: The record or winning this game, BJ. Yeah, both of them. <laughs> you know what? Um, very thankful, man, just for this – just to be, still be here, you know, uh, that win – was exhausting, but, man, it was worth it. And um, to be still here and, to, you know, set a record like that, uh, first, I just want to thank the organization for, you know, sticking with me. And um, I'm very thankful, you know, uh, just for the opportunities that I get uh, still. And so I just try to make the best of them, trying to lead these young boys so that they can carry the torch when I'm gone. But we got to win this thing uh, when, before I leave. sideline Jalen's
3: got the ball to drive down and win the game. What's scrolling through
5: your mind at that point? Well, uh, you know, they always talk about Tom Brady with the drives at the end. I'm, I'm hoping Jalen start getting that name, and um, I'm happy that he went out there and just finished the finished the deal, made uh, got had a game winning drive, and you know keep him coming, and because uh, we gonna need all that. Because uh, I feel like defense always try to put him in the best position that we can, and uh, we 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 love uh, putting it in his hands at the end to give us a chance, and. Uh, that's one of many uh, that he's gonna have, and so I'm very thankful to be a part of that. That interception by Bradbury, though, um, you know, that kind of got things rolling. Yeah, got that, it going. That was that, was that I think so. I think uh, we was just talking. Uh, we gave him two in the in the first half, two two um, turnovers. You know, the tip uh, interception and uh, the fumble uh, between Jalen and Swift, and so the second half was just about playing clean, uh, making sure that we get the ball um, on defense and we seemed to got it at, at the right time. And, uh, you know, we fought to the end because we definitely, um, you know, it was hard. It was hard. We had to bow up sometimes, especially in overtime when they, uh, we made them kick a field goal. And then uh, I knew I had the confidence that Jalen would, you know, at least put us in field goal range, but then he go out there and go win the game in the end. I mean, that's that's big time. So uh, very thankful for the team, man, because that was a great team win. You see, you've been around for 189, so you've seen good times and bad times What's different about this team? You know, a lot of teams, maybe it's not their day, and they kind of don't want to say give up, but, you yeah. know, don't fight back. You guys always seem to find a way. You, put your you know what um, we always talking about, um, you know, don't let some of these games cost you in the end when you need to – when you got to have it or – or if that's a first-round buy or or not. That's the difference between. I just think that this team, just take it one week at a time. Um, I, I can't wait till we have our first real, like, not even perfect, but just like, you know, the mistakes, they're going to happen, but I think we, we we learn from them and we just keep going. Uh, but I want to have a complete game, uh, all three phases, uh, offense, defense, special teams. And I know we working towards that every day. A uh, win is a win. Uh, I love the resilient resilient um, effort that we always have in these games. Nail biters, boy, even on the sideline. I was exhausted just from all the yelling and screaming and the oohs and the, the booze and all that. So it's like, uh, I just know that um, for us, man, just very thankful just with this team because the difference is I think it's the mindset uh, when we out there on that field. You don't really feel nobody saying, "Oh man, Jalen threw a pick," or you don't feel all that, man. You just just go take care of your job and go go put us in a better position than than Jalen did this drive uh, or the offense did this drive. Whatever it is, don't complain about it. Go do something about it. And so I think uh, that that's always the the makeup of a great team. And I'm just happy that uh, we we get to show it every week.
2: Appreciate y'all.
0: Love hearing from Brandon Graham right there, and he said something really important that I think we touch on every time is that they're always just trying to get up the other side ready to to go for a big play and getting Jalen giving him that time to get back on his stride. How did you think of Jalen's progression through this game? Because he started off this game not looking really sharp. Some of his decisions he was making on those RPOs didn't seem like the best. He had that weird miscommunication, too, on a handoff. Yeah. How, how did he turn things around?
1: By um, sitting over there on the sideline and figuring out what he needs to do to get himself out of the little bit of rut that he was in. And it, sometimes it's not just him. Sometimes it's the offense in general working. You know, not having Lane Johnson out there uh, could 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 disrupt some things. And this Buffalo defense seemed like they ran a lot of stuff. Kansas City did last week. So you bring in extra guys. It takes a little time sometimes to figure out what a defense is trying to do to you. You know, the interception, you know, give, give. I think that was Floyd, right? Um the the, tip. The Yeah, they yeah, got the tip. So that, to me that was more of a play by him play. than yep. it was on Jalen making a bad play or what have you. So sometimes you got a tippy cap to the defense. And like Brandon just said, you don't hang your hat or you're not necessarily going on the field being disgruntled and frustrated because you're as a defense, you've been put in a difficult position. What you need to do is figure out, okay, how can we, how can we get our offense to ball back or how can we go out here and hold them to a field goal? And even if it doesn't necessarily happen in those moments. I think the mindset is what really matters. It's because they don't hang their head; they fi- they, they figure out that they eventually will get things turned around.
3: Yeah, it, again, it really kind of speaks to the the process of the entire team where you're trusting process over results right so if you go to the sideline and you know hey you know we've prepared uh, the way we've always prepared and I'm going to go into the into each in between each drive I'm going to go back to the bench I'm going to meet with Brian Johnson I'm going to meet with Alex Tanney I'm going to talk through as a staff I'm going to talk through the offensive line with the receivers and just have that same conversation hey you know what settle down everything's going to be fine and we were saying you know just sitting out and watching the game is you know what when it was a 10-point game they score one touchdown, they are right, right back where they want to the, be, right? And I think that ultimately when you look at this offense, when you look at this quarterback, they are always going to stay even-keeled and that is always going to put them on path to success. They always believe that they are in every
1: single game.
0: Yeah, with no Lane Johnson too, where was that absence mm-hmm. felt the most maybe early on because sure. it seemed like a lot of that offensive rhythm couldn't get started.
1: And yeah, it's one thing when you have a player who's injured and he's not practicing all week, so you can kind of prepare yeah. – for what you want to do with your game plan. How do you want to sort of set everything up? But when you have a player that comes up with an injury late in the week that you haven't necessarily had the time to prepare and change your game plan for, it can be a little difficult and it could be a little sluggish at the start. And so I think what Brian Johnson and the offense did in the second half is they figured out a way to start moving the ball through the air. You know, I give them credit for wanting to run the football, and DeAndre Swift had some nice runs there, and I love the fact that we did a lot of quarterback design runs. We had some of those today as well. But they needed to start moving the ball through the air and taking advantage, like Buffalo was, of this weather, inclement weather. It's hard for defense when the weather is like this to play pass defense. It just is because they have to react to whatever the offensive players are doing, and sometimes the footing isn't there. And I thought as the game went on in the second half, Jalen started getting more and more comfortable throwing the football.
3: That's the thing is they came out from the locker room and that's when it was the very first play. They had that sack on the RPO, Marissa, that you pointed out. And uh, so they wanted to come out of the locker room and say, you know what? We're going to go run game, RPO, play action. We're going to try and define some things, just try and build some momentum that way. That sack put them behind the sticks, you had a couple of incompletions, and then you had to punt. They get that ball back uh, on the second drive of the second half, and that's when we saw that DeAndre Swift, I believe, it was a 36-yard run on the very first play. The run game returned, and that's what got the ball rolling in terms of uh, getting touchdowns on the board. Three straight drives that ended with touchdowns, and it wasn't all run game, but that just allowed some momentum to build for the offense. Get that confidence level up, get Buffalo on its heels, back that pass rush up a little bit, and that's when the Eagles were able to really get the ball rolling offensively. Three straight touchdowns. The number numbers for Hertz, I mean, four for 11, 33 yards, the pick, and then the fumble that you alluded to with Kenny Gainwell, that was all the first half. He comes back in the second half, 14 of 20, 167 yards, three touchdowns, and the game-winning touchdown run on a designed QB draw. So I think when you look at first half versus second half, uh, the numbers are going to be insane, but I think ultimately, again, it speaks to process over results, and Jalen Hurts in this offense, they're always gonna trust their process going into each and every possession.
1: Can I take a moment real quick to to give BG some love? of course. 189 games that he's played, set the franchise record, had the big sack in this game that I thought also gave the team a huge boost. We heard uh, Spadero talking about that earlier in the broadcast tonight. Um, I just think Brandon Graham. When you when you when you want someone that represents your organization, or uh, when you want someone to, to be a culture tone setter in your locker room, what it means to be a Philadelphia Eagle. You know, when, when when players get drafted here, you know, I'm pretty sure Jeffrey Lurie and his staff they want players that take pride in wearing these colors, that wear that helmet with the wings on the side of it. And I don't know if anybody has ever. Exemplified that, you know, maybe Brian Dawkins, I, I put uh, uh, Dawkins in that certain category. But BG, when you talk about his path, his journey, where it didn't look good early in his yes. career, yep. you know, he dealt with some injuries, he had to overcome some things to become a Super Bowl hero. We know the big sack he had against Tom Brady in Super Bowl 52 to help us win that game. I can't be happier for a guy. Than BG man, cause this dude he puts it all out there. He gives everything to this organization, and to take the role that he's taken this year, after what he's accomplished throughout his career, and he's he's taken this role and embraced it, and he doesn't mind being a mentor to these younger players and helping their careers along. Man, we we can't take for granted when you got players like Brandon Graham that represent your organization. Man, I couldn't be I couldn't have been happier for a guy today to have some type of success out there and he showed up
3: and we talked about that last year when he was the Eagles nominee for the Walter Payton man of the year is just so well deserving and you know we talked about like oh the Eagles when are they going to get that pretty win with Brandon Graham you mentioned it Ike it wasn't the prettiest start to his career right he had that that, uh, fast start then he had the torn ACL I believe it was as a rookie and then he comes back it was kind of an up and down uh, after that And then they change schemes. They go to the 3-4. That wasn't a great fit for him. They bring in Connor Barwin. He's a backup. And he very easily could have gone to the tank. It wasn't a great fit for him, but he stuck through it. He became an outstanding run defender, was consistently getting after the quarterback at every opportunity, fought through it and then became one of the best players in franchise history. And so, uh, Brandon Graham, uh, hats off, obviously, on a huge day for him, but uh, a huge day for the team as
1: well. Huge weekend for him. Yes. Yeah. 189. Yeah, right. <laughs> 100. <laughs> That's as far as I'll go with that. Uh, all yeah,
3: right. A big, big, 10, uh, big 10 fans
0: 189 uh, <laughs> career games for him and keep counting for him. And uh, he's done it all with so much heart, as you yeah. guys have said. Uh, we're continuing to recap this big overtime win. We're heading back into the locker room to hear from Devontae Smith now, who wants to talk again about that huge field goal.
5: Oh, that's money every time. No doubt in my mind.
4: I know some guys don't watch, some guys do. Are you watching? I'm watching. and
5: if you don't watch, it's because you're you scared of what may happen. I know it's money, so I'm going to watch it.
0: So Smith calling Elliott money, but Smith was money too in (laughs) overtime because he had that huge reception through the middle. 17 yards, got the first down conversion in overtime, and then he converted a third and three, which – Help set up that Jalen Hurts game-winning touchdown. So he showed up big in this game, too, and he's kind of that slow burn a little bit this yeah. season where he'll pick defenses apart here and there, and he hasn't had those big explosive plays. He only had 99 yards, I think, last game, and he's getting a little bit maybe warmed up a l- in, sure. in this one, but he showed up big in overtime when they needed him.
1: Kind of like last year. This is kind of where he took off last year. Yeah. You know, A.J., the great receiver that he is, eventually he's going to draw more coverage. And he went on a run there a consecutive games with over 125 yards to where he was looking at MVP type of considerations. And eventually you know defenses are going to say, okay, Beat us with someone else. And this is the benefit of having a talent like a Heisman Trophy winner, a top 10 pick, as the other number one receiver. So we got a 1A and a 1B, and Devontae comes up with big catches. He comes up with a lot of tough catches. A.J. doesn't surprise you when he comes up with tough catches because of his size and everything. But Devontae, man, when 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 he decides to go up for football, he usually comes down with it. And so having him to be opposite of A.J., is an awesome, awesome benefit for this offense. And you're starting to see that now. Three out of the last four games, I know those two games, he only got 99 yards, but I'm counting it as 100-yard games, <laughs> three out of the last four games. He had
3: two big catches on the second touchdown, including one that obviously ended up in the end zone. But uh, that I believe it was a 17-yarder in overtime, the one that you referred yeah. to, Marissa. I cannot wait to watch that one on film because that looked to me, based off the angles that we saw, to be Jalen Hurts' best throw of the day, I cannot uh, – maybe outside of the O.Z. Uh, the That's what line. I was going to say. Know, <laughs> all right, all right. All right, all right. Well, <laughs> outside, outside of that one, the yeah. best throw uh, from Jalen Hurts in this game. But Devontae, uh, he came up with big catch after big catch after big catch. It felt like this game was one where the Eagles, it was either like three and out or just <laughs> masterpiece of a drive. Right. Uh, run game and pass game all working in concert. It was really uh, something to watch.
1: I have no idea how Jalen Hurts made that throw to O.Z. <laughs> I mean, you, you want him to scramble to his left as a quarterback. Yeah, that's a win for the defense. Yeah, yeah that's, that's usually a win for the defense yep. because he usually doesn't throw the ball as much going to his left, but he was able to escape the pocket, get to his left. I thought he was just going to run yep. and take off, but he's waving guys down the field, and then the ball he threw to Alameda. my goodness, man. That, he's made some nice throws this year. I... You know, I know you want to break down the one with Devontae. I know. Yeah. I wish you were breaking down this one here. I, I Look at this throw, man. Look, he's like, go, go downfield. <laughs> look at
0: that. That's like playground stuff. Oh my god! <laughs>
1: unbelievable. And remember that was double coverage right there.
3: <laughs> and remember the throw he had to, to OZ against the Bucks, and that yes. was—he was in the pocket all day. Yep. That was. But this one is obviously something different. Rolling to your left, throwing across your body downfield, two guys on him on third, was a third down too. Wasn't it? Yeah. it? was Just unbelievable throw, unbelievable catch.
1: That's, that's third and 15. third and fifteen. Look at this play, man. This this is. Listen, I know it's early to be talking about those three letters that only we care about. I know Jalen doesn't care about it. Uh, I think I don't think it's too early. Yeah. Put that on the resume? Yeah, that, yeah I, that, put that on the resume. That's, that's an MVP highlight yeah. right there. That's an MVP yep. caliber throw right there. And the way they won this game today, that's an MVP caliber win. Well, you need
0: that. people to make those kinds of throws yep. in situations yep. like that. And Jalen Hurts has been that player for this team all season long. When yep. his back is against the ropes, yep. uh, he's able to put this team together, especially after having a poor first half. Second second uh, week in the road, they were down 17-10 at yep. halftime. And we also want to let you know that if you do have a question for Ike, Ask Ike, presented by Pond Lee Hockey, he will answer yep. any and all questions that come on through after this overtime win. Second overtime win of the season, they don't get much easier, these overtime wins. But as we said, a win is a win. We're chalking it up as that uh, and kind of defining what greatness means to this team. Because Aren't you having fun? I'm having yeah, fun. Come <laughs> <on>. Everybody <laughs> should be having fun. 10-1, and one, how are you not like, having fun?
1: Exciting games every week that we come out on. It's one thing to have these type of games and we lose a few. Yeah. Nah, it's, it's, it's a lot more fun to have these type of games when we win the majority of them.
3: Well, my wife asked me last week. It was after the Chiefs game. It was the next morning. She's like, I don't know how you're like – Going right now. As they were <laughs> morning, I was like, it's always easier when they win. It's yeah. always those games. To win. That is, it's tough on Monday morning, but uh, the Eagles keep finding ways to be able to win these games uh, 10 and 1. Uh, this is the best team in the NFL.
0: Yeah. And I think maybe a lot of people might have questions on if they're so good. Why do they need to keep finding these ways? Shouldn't they? But we said there's not going to be blowouts. They have a really tough schedule. Yeah. And these are opponents who are lighting up other teams throughout the league. So they're coming in with a lot of different looks. And as you said, everyone's trying to play their best football against the Philadelphia Eagles. They're showing different looks against the Philadelphia Eagles than they do in other games. It's hard to scout some of these defenses who keep trying messing with Jalen Hurts' mind. And he keeps, at least for now, winning these mind games. Here's a look at the schedule so far, and you can see. I mean, Cowboys, that game was, I think that took years off my life, the Cowboys game. (laughs) Then we headed into the bye week, went to Kansas City, left with a win, which is nothing, that no easy feat to do, an overtime win. And then look at the stretch coming up. San Francisco, the Cowboys again in Dallas, in Seattle, which is an incredibly tough place to play. And then we got the Giants and Cardinals, and I'll leave it at that, but for the short road ahead, It's not
1: getting much easier. My week feels like a month ago. Right?
0: It felt like it didn't happen. In
1: in both of those games, Kansas City and Buffalo, you saw where the mental toughness of this team really shows itself because, like we said, both of those games didn't get off the great starts. Turnovers. You're talking about being down 10 points at the half. You know, a team that doesn't have the mental toughness that this team has and the experience that they have from winning last year, they could very easily have gone in the tank. You don't see a lot of finger pointing on the sideline. You don't see frustration boiling over on the sideline. You know, they get back to work over there. And I I, and I believe it starts with the quarterback because you don't see those types of emotional roller coasters from him. He's usually even killed even when things aren't going well. They showed a shot of him <laughs> on the bench. In the first half, after it was a tough stretch there, and I'm sitting there watching. I'm like, I wonder what he's thinking about. Like, what is going through his mind right now? He has like this, this, this stare where he's looking straight forward. I mean, there's all type of people around him, moving around, coaches making corrections with other players and everything, and he's just locked in and focused to where you you know he's thinking. He's he's trying to figure out, okay. How are we going to get better? How are we going to move the football this time around? What are they trying to do to me? You just don't see him doing a lot of wasted motion and a wasted energy over there. He preserves it and conserves it for on the field.
3: Great stuff there from Marissa and from Ike. Thanks to them, and thanks to all of you out there for your continued support of this show and all the rest of our X's Nose content here with Eagles Entertainment. That being said, I think that'll do it. Another show in the books here on the Eagle Eye in the Sky podcast. For everybody here at the NovaCare Complex, I am Fran Duffy. We will talk to you later this week.